Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. Thank you, Father, for waking us up. There are many who are not as fortunate. There are many who have passed on into the next life. And um, so um, we're here, though. And so I pray, as always, Father, that you would anoint us with your Holy Spirit. Pour out your Spirit upon us. And I pray that we be led by your Spirit this day. I especially pray, Father, as we read your written word, that we will not only be hearers of it, but doers as well. This is most important, I believe, especially as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would give us strength as we walk with you today. As we talk with you, that you would keep us from falling into the temptation of sinning against you. In Jesus' name, amen. Open up your Bibles, please, and let us turn to Joshua chapter 9. Joshua chapter 9. In this particular section, we'll be looking at the Gibeonite deception. The Gibeonite deception. I'll read and I ask that you follow along as I read. And as I read, I pray that God would reveal its meaning to you and that you'll be blessed by its words. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Now, when all the kings west of the Jordan heard about these things, those in the hill country and the western foothills and along the entire coast of the great sea, as far as Lebanon, the king of the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and Jebusites, they came together to make war against Joshua and Israel. However, when the people of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they resorted to Arus. They went as a delegation whose donkeys were loaded with worn out sacks and old wineskins, cracked, mended. The men put worn and patched sandals on their feet and wore old clothes. All the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy. Then they went to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal and said to him and the men of Israel, We have come from a distant country. Make a treaty with us. The men of Israel said to the Hivites, But perhaps you live near us. How then can we make a treaty with you? We are your servants, they said to Joshua. But Joshua asked, Who are you and where do you come from? They answered, Your servants have come from a very distant country because of the fame of the Lord your God. Notice that. The fame of your Lord your God. For we have heard reports of him, all that he had did in Egypt, and all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites, east of Jordan, Sihon, king of Hashbon, and Og, king of Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth, and our elders, and all those living in our country, said to us, Take provisions for your journey, go and meet them, and say to them, We are your servants. Make a treaty with us. 
the bread of ours was with us. This bread of ours are, was warm when we packed it at home on the day we left to come to you. But now, see how dry and moldy it is? And these wineskins that we fill with new, that we feel were new, but see how cracked they are? And our clothes and sandals are worn out by the very long journey. The men of Israel sampled their provisions, but did not inquire of the Lord. Right here, we can see that there's a problem. They didn't pray. I want to encourage you to pray. Always pray before especially you make any decisions that could possibly uh, get in your way, or not should say get in your way, but that are important enough that God needs to know about or should know about and should, should be, you should be um, talking with him about to, to find out if it's okay or not. Because you can find yourself in a place which uh, Joshua and Israel, as we read, we're going to find out, are going to find themselves in a bad place. You too can find yourself in a bad place if you don't pray before you act. It's always important to pray. The Bible, the New Testament especially, pray without ceasing. And uh, to pray especially, to be anxious for nothing but to always pray. That's what we should do as Christians. We should always pray before we act so that we can maintain our communion with the Lord our God so that we can always be sure that whatever we do, it is his will. And it is his will that we want to do, just, let, just as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did when he first came to this earth, when he came and he lived here on the earth. He was always about doing what the Father wanted. He was always about, the, he was all, he was always about um, doing the Father's will. And he was always in prayer with the Father, praying to the Father, talking with the Father in communion. Prayer is just communicating with God. It's communication with God. Keeping that communication um, as just keeping the communication. Keeping it keeping it real. And that's what it's all about. Amen? So, um, verse 15. Then Joshua made a treaty of peace with them to let them live. And the leaders of the assembly ratified it. By oh, again, they did all this without inquiring or praying to God. And notice what happens. Three days after they had made the treaty with the Gibeonites, the Israelites heard that they were neighbors living near them. So the Israelites set out and on the third day came to the, their cities, Gibeon, Kephira, Beeroth, and Kiriath, Jerem, uh, Jerem. But the Israelites did not attack them because the leaders of the assembly had warned and sworn an oath to them by the Lord, the God of Israel. The whole assembly grumbled against the leaders, but all the leaders answered, We have given them our oath by the Lord, the God of Israel, and we cannot touch them. This is what we will do to them. We will let them live so that the wrath 
will not fall on us for breaking the oath we swore to them. An oath, and this is from God. This is what God wants. Whatever, whatever, whenever you make a promise, make sure you follow through on that promise. Whenever you make a promise, whatever you, whenever you make a promise, be sure to understand that to whom you ever make a promise to, God expects for you to follow through on that promise. That promise that you have made is if it was made to God himself. So that's why it's important that you follow through on all your promises. Whenever you make a commitment to do something, follow through. Do it. As if you were doing it for the Lord himself. Amen? Verse 21. They continue. Let them live. But let them be woodcutters and water carriers for the entire community. So the leaders promised to them, the leaders promised to them was kept. Then Joshua summoned the Gibeonites and said, Why did you deceive us by saying, We live a long way from you, while actually you live near us? You are now under a curse. You will never cease to serve as woodcutters and water carriers for the house of my God. And he answered Joshua, your servants were clearly told how the Lord your God had commanded his servant Moses to give you the whole land and to wipe out all its inhabitants from before you. And that was true. So we feared for our lives because of you. And that is why we did this. We are now in your hands. Do to us whatever seems good and right to you. So Joshua saved them from the Israelites. And they did not kill them. That day he made the Gibeonites woodcutters and water carriers for the community and for the altar of the Lord at the place the Lord would choose. And that is what they all, that's what they are to this day. And that is what they are to this day. Amen? The point of this matter is this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Who is this son that God has given? I declare to you his name is Jesus. And it is Jesus who is the true prophet, the true king, the true priest, the eternal king, the, etern the eternal prophet, priest and king, I should say. And we must understand that we depend on him to do all that God pleases, all that God would have for us to do, but we cannot do because of sin. Sin gets in the way. But the name Jesus, Jesus means Savior. God gave Jesus to save us from our sin. And for all who believe have eternal life. That is life with God. So unlike Joshua, who saw Jesus in a shadow, sort of like in a shadowy form, he didn't see Jesus in his full form. He didn't know Jesus as we know Jesus. Many times, he, as great as he was, he was not as great as Jesus. As great as he was, he failed 
many times to do what God had told him to do. But God was merciful to Joshua and God is merciful, merciful to us today. So if we pray and if we pray always without ceasing, if we pray, especially when we're anxious or when we pray, if we pray before we make any decisions, God has promised that he will answer. But we are to wait. You know, that's one of the things that we have the biggest problems with. I know I do, especially that is being patient and waiting, waiting for God to answer. But we must, we must wait for God to answer every day before we act, especially as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is what we are here for. We're here to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. But we must wait. We must wait for the fullness, the full manifestation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And until then, each day is a challenge. Each day we will be challenged. Each day we will be tempted to sin against this holy God. But we must wait and we must run from sin. We must do everything we can to mortify the sinful nature that is to, to kill it, to destroy it by waiting and trusting in God. Amen? Let us pray. Lord God, Father, heaven bless you once again for your word. And yes, Father, I pray as always that not our will be done in this day, but that your will be done here in this earth as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But we can do nothing without you, without your Holy Spirit. So we pray, Father, that we be led by your Spirit. We walk by faith and not by sight in everything that we do. And this, this, Father, the faith that we have, you have given to us. And we thank you. And we pray, Father, that our faith, as if it were like the muscles that we have in our body, that we would exercise it, that we would use it to glorify you, to know you, to love you with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love each other. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen.